0: Penn State win. College football week one. The Eagles open their season on Sunday. And the NFL's back. Let's ride. Would you like the Let's Ride bomb? What are you? Uh, you know. Russell Wilson, what are we doing here? Russell Wilson here hosting episode 60 of Thoughts in the Shade. Don't forget to leave a five-star rating on Apple and or Spotify. Uh, we always appreciate it, but what's going on, Bob? Not a whole lot, G. How are we feeling after, uh, after week one? We, we had some plays in the books. I think we both turned out over 500, so not too shabby. I mean, how do you feel?
1: Feel great. I mean, uh, feel great about that Florida pick. It it turned out exactly how I thought it was going to turn out with the humidity and the whole thing coming east. Uh, Pack twelve versus SEC. But yeah, I mean, I think the first couple of weeks you're just trying to get out out to a decent start. You know, you you want to uh, you know be around five hundred and uh, you know get back into it.
0: Yeah. You came out above 500. You still got money in the account, right? That's, that's always a plus. You're not, you're not going to zero after week one. Exactly. Not, not drawing back into the checking account, but yeah, I think, uh, one and two week zero for me and a five and two week one for me on the record. And I think you were four and three on the record. Yep. Week one. So a good start for fade the shade. We'll look to keep it going. This weekend in college football week two and in week one in the NFL. Looking forward to it. Now, before we get to uh, to football, th- there is still a baseball season going on. And I-, I had to get your thoughts on something. We had a, a loyal listener, a good friend of the show, send us a tweet uh, over the weekend. So I had to get this in here. We appreciate uh, the interaction and we appreciate our followers, listeners. Um, s- sent me this tweet from the account Life of a Philly Fan at Philly Fan Life uh, and it's about the Mets the Braves and the Phillies and, and uh, Edwin Diaz and the trumpet and it reads New York we're going to play these badass trumpets when our closer comes in to seal a win Atlanta we're going to play the same trumpets to troll our rival when they lose and we win Philadelphia who's going to win the red Septicar car or the blue Septicar? car so i i thought that i thought that was funny because you know all these all these teams and obviously the mets and the braves are upper echelon higher tier of of baseball than the phillies right now but you know they're they're getting after it getting after each other and then you come down to cbp as an opposing team you you get a cheesesteak whipped up by the local chef uh you get to watch the trains the septa trains on on the uh the scoreboard at the seventh inning or whenever it is. um, It just made me think talk, talking to you and talking about the vibe around this Phillies team is just, I mean, they're having a good year, but it's just kind of soft.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when you got, when you got a, uh, You know, stepped uh, on the the big screen, and then you got every little Tom, Dick, and Harry, and little Johnny, ages 8 through 12. You know, the little kids don't even watch the game down there anymore. They go play wiffle ball out in the outfield in the mini bank. Imagine mom and dad, you know, you come down, you pay for the parking, you get accosted by a bum your car gets keyed. You don't even watch the game because little Johnny wants to play wiffle ball. Like listen, you little prick. Why don't you go play that in the backyard instead of playing video games? We come down here and I spent 200 bucks and now you want
0: to play wiffle ball? save mom and dad a few bucks.
1: Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> unbelievable. I got to give another shout out to a loyal listener. Uh, another, another Lulu guy who will go unnamed. He, uh, you know, first of all, thanks for listening. Secondly, have to give this guy a shout out. He said, uh, that the Phillies rant a couple weeks ago really resonated with him. He went down to a game a few weeks ago, said it was atrocious. The city's out of control. He
0: said, Donbass. He said, it's Donbass. Oh, my God. You're not alone, Bob. It's got to bring you some comfort.
1: Yeah. I mean, like we said, the production's bad. Mets, Braves going back at I mean, it, it helps that they're tied, right, in the division. The Phillies are going for a wild card spot. But, uh, no, I totally agree. There's not enough juice
0: yeah, not enough juice. Uh, a, a recent skid. Um, I think they're playing the Marlins right now. They had the walk off win last night. They're still holding three on Milwaukee for that wild card spot. So we we might get a little little playoff action, but I don't know. We were we were a little high on them a few weeks ago, but now I, I think it's going to be a brief brief pit stop in the postseason uh, at best. But. We'll see what happens. Let's uh let let's turn the page. Let's let's talk some football. Uh, great week one slate in college. Uh, just a list of games that were exciting and, and what we live for. I mean, it, it's back. We we were so back. It started Thursday night. Penn State getting the big win. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it. But I mean, the other notable games you had the the North Carolina App State game. Uh. Just an absolute shootout. Both teams in the 60s. Hopefully, everybody bet the over in that game. Saturday, 40 in the fourth and lost. <laughs> 40 in the fourth and lost. Yeah, I, I had App State off the record, and uh, I I filed that one away as an L, and then I checked back a little bit later, and they had a chance. They they just needed to win by a field goal. Didn't happen. L- later in the evening, we had we had the Utes fall. Uh, on the late pick from Cam Rising uh, in the Swamp to the Florida Gators. Good pick by U-Bomb. But I think the game of the week and potentially the game of the year was on Sunday night. LSU-Florida State. I mean, anybody that watched that game, I don't know that they would disagree. That was one of the craziest games I've seen in recent memory. Um, I mean, I think about that Bills-Chiefs game last year. In the NFL, that was a wild game, but LSU Florida State Sunday night. Uh, that was a treat and it, it was worth the wait because it was really the only game of the day. Didn't kick till what, seven thirty, eight o'clock, but we, we were up texting about it till eleven thirty, twelve. Just just great entertainment.
1: I mean, it was entertaining. I don't know that I could go ahead and crown a game of the year. Um it was sloppy. It was sloppy. It was pathetic, a lot of unforced errors. Ultimately, I think those two teams stink. I think LSU is like a 5-7 and seven or a 6-6 six and six team. I think Florida State, simply by virtue of being in the ACC, is a 7- or 8-win team, but um, certainly entertaining. Certainly lovely to see Coach Brian Kelly with his family losing down there in Louisiana uh, 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 you know, at, at the Superdome in front of all the fans.
0: I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. The f- the face was as purple as the shirt by the end of the night for BK.
1: It was purple. He threw the key, he threw the punt returner right under the bus. By the way, I don't even think Florida State came away with points on those two muffs. Like I think they missed a field, or they 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 went for they went for a touchdown and and came away with no points. And then they fumbled on the goal line. So he's sitting there. I mean, don't get me wrong. The possession's important, but he's sitting there killing the kid. I don't even think they got points from the, from the two muffs.
0: Yeah, no, Florida State didn't convert a fourth down to go for a touchdown. And then the, uh, the famous pitch for, uh, from the one-yard line, they gave it back to LSU. LSU goes all the way down and gets the extra point blocked instead of going to overtime. So that was insane. Yeah, it was a sloppy game. Uh, I'm not going to say in terms of the quality of the football that was played game of the year, but for sheer entertainment value, and shenanigans, it's it's gotta be up there. And and I felt I felt the same do you have anything else on that game?
1: I was just gonna say, how do you not go for two there? And it's easy to say with the with the blocked PAT, but they had issues on special teams all night. I mean, the guy who blocked it came through untouched. You could have blocked that PAT. It was pathetic. They went ninety nine yards down the field in what, like a minute thirty, a minute fifty. Norvell had a bananas challenge. That was inconsequential, and the only thing that it did was take the the aggression out of his defense. They basically played off for the entire field, ninety nine yards. Then they're 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 under the hood looking at, you know, is this guy's knee down? Is he out of bounds? And totally took the aggression right out of his defense. LSU scores the touchdown, and and you kick the PAT. I mean, you got to be feeling good. We just went ninety nine yards. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go body on a body here. We're gonna we're gonna pound. We just hit him with a pass to score the TD. Now we're gonna pound them right up the gut. Win this game twenty five twenty four. It was disgusting. Brian Kelly has no balls, um, but it's great to see.
0: And that says a lot because you needed uh, you needed the Tigers by three, and and you just wanted to see them win the game by one. I mean, that
1: no no no. I'm not. I I didn't. I mean. To be clear, I, I didn't want, want to I, – I wasn't really leaning one way or the other towards the end. I kind of wanted to see – after watching how how red and purple his face got, I wanted to see them lose. But I did jump on an in-game over and an in-game plus eight and a half on LSU.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a beautiful thing. Now The the point I'm saying is you, you had Tigers minus three, and yeah. you're still coming on the podcast saying he should have went for two and, and get the win by one. It was yeah. just – yeah, they had all the momentum. Terrible call. No balls. Funny to note, and I think you posted it after the game, the only guy that came from Notre Dame to LSU with Brian Kelly was the special teams coach. And the, Pullian, special, teams, Brian the special teams were horrific for the Tigers. Um, but let, let's get to the Penn State game. Penn State wins 35-31. Another exciting game. Another sloppy game. Um, I was fired up for sure. But... I'm not that fired up. Like going forward, you you just don't want to see.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on a second here. Oh,
0: here we go.
1: How could you not be fired up? Week one, you have the co-player of the week in the Big Ten. You have the player of the week as named by the Rose Bowl game. They named the guy player of the week. I mean, you had a five-star quarterback that came in and looked good. You have a coach who's on a ten-year deal. You got a secondary that looks like they—they're they're amazing. They overcame so much adversity. A pick six. This looks like the year.
0: Nah, man. Nah, it's not. I, I mean, th- <laughs> there is some credit to be given, but no, it—it it doesn't look like the year. I was just gonna say, like, you just don't want to lose the first game. It takes all all the air out of the sail. Yeah. All the air out of the balloon. Uh, just survive in advance and, and kick me in the balls in like October or November. Like let's let's start five or six and a get ranked again and that that then you can do me dirty. But uh I will say like at the end of the first half, Penn State gets the uh the strip and the fumble recovery and thirty seconds left long field to go. I I was hoping that they they just sat on it, went to the locker room, and lo and behold, JF nuts up. He sends Clifford out there in the gun to chuck it. They, they break a big play to Strange and get the touchdown before half. I, I commend that decision. I didn't want it in the moment. Uh, it's something that we, we wouldn't have seen in the past, I don't think. But for them to step on the gas there and go for some points, it paid off. So credit to the staff there. Um, but overall, offensive line, still trash. Um, the linebacker... The middle linebacker spot looks looks really weak. I mean, that kid Carter, he got ejected for a weak targeting call early in the game. I was curious to see him play. Um, so hopefully they get, they'll get they get him back and get him in there because they need help there. And then the drops at receiver, they're, they're just doing a ton of things that bad teams do and, and poorly coached teams do. The drops, the missed blocks, the offensive lineman down the field five, seven yards, just looking at defenders, not hitting anybody. Uh, and then you have the six-year quarterback who's in there, you know, shuffling his feet around, sailing guys. And he looks like the freshman. I mean, Aller comes in for one series because Clifford has the runs or wh- whatever he's got to do after halftime. He couldn't get it out in the 20-minute halftime, the longest halftime in all football college. But Aller,
1: yeah, and, and and two days before, the day before, they're on the plane and he's, he's eating fucking Chick-fil-A or Raising Cane's. You know what I mean? Like, he's not eating anything with any type
0: of fiber. Oh, yeah. That's so uh, and and, th- and I'll, I'll give you credit for that, too. Like, that's that's not really the shtick. Like, there was photo evidence uh, of Penn State boarding the plane with Chick-fil-A sandwiches. <laughs> and and I, I got to give a shout-out to Chip. He came on last week with the picks. Uh, I think he went one and two, if, if I'm not mistaken. But he'll bounce back. But uh, years back, when Penn State had Trace and Saquon, they had lost by a point to Ohio State, still had a chance to maybe push for the playoff, and they get in that rain delay at Michigan State. And apparently on Twitter it, it was exposed that Penn State was eating Chick-fil-A in the locker room, and then they they came out with heavy stomachs, heavy legs, and lost that game, and it was the dagger to the heart of that season. So, I mean, I don't know who the nutrition guy is for this team, but we might need to look for a new one there. Uh, but, yeah, just a lot, lot of fundamentally – Poor, poor things. Missed tackles uh here and there in the game, but you know, I, I liked, like I said, I liked the drive before half. And you got to give Clifford credit. Like, yes, did he did he stuff the stat sheet? Four touchdowns, one rushing to, to win the player of the week, offensive player of the week. Yes, like if if anybody watched that game, you're not thinking like this guy's the player of the week. You're thinking like I
1: I was shocked because I I honestly I wasn't even really looking at the stats. I was watching the game like a. Gambler and a and a football fanatic, and he looked awful. And I give him credit; he bounced back. He had a great last drive, all those types of things. But then the flip on Instagram, and he's sharing all the accolades. I was stunned. Yeah, get I back mean, to work. Stunned. He he was really really bad. I mean, if you won Player of the Week playing that erratically, I mean, uh, you know what does what does that say about Purdue's defense?
0: That really is like the perfect word to describe him as erratic. But like you said, credit to him for the last drive, going out there, sticking with it, taking him down the field, winning the game was a good look. But again, I, I come away from that game seeing Aller play one drive and then, so and then watching the rest of the game with Clifford and thinking to myself, who, who's the true freshman here and who's the six-year guy?
1: He, he moved, I, I love the way he moved around the pocket with the ball securely, two hands on the ball. He he moved with with strength. He 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 could you look like he looked like he could feel pressure. He dropped a fucking dime into that tight end and clanked off his hands. Um, and when they were down, you you gotta you gotta say like your boy bomb. You were saying it. We were texting back and forth. (laughs) Time to go to Aller. And yeah, we give we give Clifford credit, but. I, I think Aller could have engineered that drive as well, and you have to wonder, are they going to go to him sooner rather than later if, if uh, Cliff looks the way he looks? It kind of reminds me a little bit of what's going on at Clemson, to be quite frank.
0: It is It is a little bit of a similar look and situation uh, to the eye. But, yeah, I think, I mean, if, if I was Franklin, I, I would give Aller the whole game against Ohio this week. I would give him the whole game. And if he does mediocre okay or he does well, I'd stick them right in there at Auburn a week three and just, just give them the job, give him the reins. It's time. Like, do you, if if you want to try to win 10 games this year, it's gotta be Aller. If you're happy winning seven, eight games and sure, stick, stick with Clifford.
1: I think, you know, we, we, we talk a little bit about Penn state, but if we talk about that game, I was taken aback by some of the decisions made by Jeff Brom.
0: Yeah. They also gave, gave the game away in the end.
1: The, the kid O'Connell, I thought, played really well. Um, we know that last year and in recent years, they haven't had much of a run game, but I thought their running back played pretty well, and the O-line was was getting them a consistent three or four yards, a rush with uh, King Doru. I, I don't know if it was just me, but I was, like, expecting a little bit Something like 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 a screen game. Something like uh, hey, well, let's let's just assume Penn State's going to bring pressure here and call a little bit of a halfback screen and pick up some chunk yardage. But rather than you know completing sure passes like that or trying to catch the defense off guard, they just kept trying to pop them for like ten or fifteen yards at a time. And with Penn State's secondary, I just I don't know that that's a winning strategy. I mean, I always. I like the aggression. I think that's how you win games is by staying aggressive, not sitting on the ball, but you can still chuck it. You can still pass it and do it in a manner that keeps the clock running and gives you better, a better chance of success.
0: Yeah, I agree. There wasn't much variety uh, from Purdue down the stretch there, and it's not like when they ran the ball they, they didn't run the ball successfully. They were getting getting some chunks. So, I, I mean, I don't know if I was surprised. You know, Brom likes to air it out. Uh, and that kid Charlie Jones, that that big white kid receiver, uh, I think he had 12 catches Thursday night. He was incredible. I mean, so they they kept looking at him, but I mean, Pence, Porter looked good too. Yeah, Joey Porter looked really good. Uh, you heard Joel Clatt throughout the broadcast keep keep talking about how if he has a big year, it'll be a first round pick and. I don't know. Is is that a stretch? I mean, the the kid's got size. I mean, he gets he gets flagged for, for holds or pi here and there, but I feel like that's a lot of corners. Uh, but he's got the size. Uh, I think he won Big Ten Big Ten or national. I think he won national defensive player of the week, like the Bidneric defensive player of the week. Uh, he he had a really solid game. Uh, but the the other thing I didn't like from Penn State and, and the the coaching and the game plan was like the rotations uh, with the running backs. They give these guys full drives. Like the first time they put Singleton in, they were moving the ball, but they started at like the ten yard line. They're at like at midfield or at like Purdue's forty, and the kids got like six carries already on the drive. Like, just give give them a snap or two off, and then throw them back in. But no, they're they're just like religious to this running back for the full drive. Uh, and then also in the secondary, I, I thought they got Porter and King out of there too much. Uh, and granted, Purdue chucked it like 60 times so yeah they probably needed a blow but I thought Purdue did a lot more damage uh, when Johnny Dixon and Wilson were in their corner versus uh, Joey Porter Jr. and Kalen King so not crazy about the rotations I understand it's early in the year but when they get another tight game like that like you, you got to see the ones uh, throughout nothing else on the game for you Bob?
1: That's it man I think I was on the right side I'll just say that
0: yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. Um, I'm just trying to think overall. I mean, Clifford, he is what he is at this point. The other thing Joel Klatt kept harping on throughout the broadcast is like both quarterbacks are six year quarterbacks, and he's like, if you're a six year quarterback, like there's a reason you're a six year quarterback. Like you're not yeah. you're not good enough to go, to go to the league. So that was an interesting tidbit. But yeah. Clifford was erratic. He made some plays. The receivers dropped some balls. He made some horrible throws. Missed some reads, uh, per usual. I thought the freshman backs looked good. As good as you can look with that with that line. Uh, receivers, I don't know, small. couple drops. Uh, oh, but both lines, I don't know. I feel like Penn State just looks small out there. But secondary looked good. And they got it done, so... Tune up at Ohio this week. Give the keys to Aller. That that that's where I'm at right now. You you could see him smiling, warming up on the sideline. He went right in there. He didn't look phased whatsoever. So it, it's time. If if we if we want to win win some games this year, you know, have have a real season, maybe a shot in New Year's Six, then you got to give it to that kid. But I'll leave it at that for Penn State. I did want to do, and I know you wanted to do an, another make it make sense, and you kind of already alluded to it to yours uh, with Sean Clifford earning uh, offensive player of the week in the big 10 and the Rose bowl offensive player of the week. But I don't know if you have anything else to add, but yeah, just if, you, if you only looked at the box score, like, sure, you could say that. But if you watched the entirety of that game, like how, how could you say that?
1: Especially when he, when he, the pick six that nearly lost them the game was a horrific throw. Like, you can't just say, oh, oh, he had a pick. It was almost a game-changing or season-changing interception.
0: But that was his longest completion of the night, and it was to the other <laughs> team for a touchdown. That was the biggest biggest throw of the night for Cliff was to Purdue. But, yeah. Uh, the other thing I, I, I'll give a make it make sense. So, Thursday night you had Pitt, West Virginia at 7 o'clock, so you're watching some of that. But then as game time gets a little closer for Penn State, I'm flipping over to Fox. You know, you see the guys with warm-ups. They got, they got the Fox crew sitting down at field level. And I see who's sitting on this panel for Fox pregame. And it starts with Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, less than a year ago, was out hammered at a bar, jamming his hand down some stranger's pants. Well,
1: I mean, it was apropos for the game because there was a backdoor
0: cover at the end. (laughs) That wasn't his wife. And this motherfucker... Is right back on TV getting a bag,
1: yeah. Probably talking about discipline and signs of a good team and all the bullshit. They always have the chirons up whenever Urban talks too. You know they have the graphic sign signs signs. There's trouble under the hood.
0: Head coach has his index finger up a chick's ass. Dude, it's just unbelievable. So you got Urban Meyer, uh, and then and then you have Reggie Bush, who was getting a bag, you know, from USC before that was cool in college. And then you
1: whoa 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 whoa. hang on what do you mean are you killing Reggie for getting the bag I'm not hell now
0: baby I'm not killing him but I'm just saying that was before it was it was kosher man so I'm I'm just saying I'm I'm going across the entire panel of Fox so you you have Urban Meyer and Reggie Bush two crooks and then you have Matt Leinart and Brady Quinn two stiff's so what do you mean two stiff's they both stunk when. In the pros, man.
1: It's college football, you bum! Those are two <laughs> of the best college quarterbacks we've seen in our lifetime. Brady, who the hell went up there? Brady Carson Quinn was. Uh, yes.
0: I don't know about that, man.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: You you got to take the Golden Domer helmet off.
1: Oh stop! One it. of the
0: one of the best oh, college I'm QBs that we've ever seen.
1: You you back.
0: Come on, man. Brady Quinn, one of the best college QBs we've ever seen. I'll give you Liner, but I'm not giving you Brady Quinn. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? Come on. Dude, come on, man. What did he win? What did he ever win? What did he win? What did Carson Palmer ever win? I don't know. I'm not talking about Carson Palmer.
1: You said Liner stinks. Liner won a national championship. I just said
0: I'll give you Liner.
1: Oh, so now you're giving me liner. I, be- I gave you liner
0: 30 seconds ago, but you're too busy yelling into the mic.
1: You won't. You won't give me. You won't give me Brady Quinn. I
0: don't. I don't think he's like an all-time college quarterback now.
1: But well, who would you put ahead of him?
0: I don't know. I, was, I wasn't prepared for this. This discussion. I don't know anybody that like won the Heisman.
1: All right. So Tebow, better quarterback.
0: Yeah, in college, yeah. Better college football player than Brady Quinn, yes.
1: Would would Tim Tebow be more qualified to talk on the Fox uh panel than Tebow? Cuz Tebow apparently was a bum pro quarterback too, no? Who's a better pro quarterback? Yeah. Both bums?
0: No, I, I hear you. I'm I'm just saying, I'm looking at this panel and I'm just thinking like two crooks and two stiffs, like th- this is the this is the best we got.
1: You're just here's why you're pissed. Because Urban Meyer's back and he's the ex Ohio State coach. And he leaves Ohio State and they just keep trucking and they got a better coach now. Even in Ryan Day, you're like, I mean, that that just doesn't happen at Penn State.
0: Ryan Day is definitely not a better coach.
1: You don't think Ryan Day is a better coach?
0: No. No. And, and, and to we'll your see when to, we'll to, to, see
1: when it's all said and
0: done. To your, to your Brady Quinn point, I don't have the, the exact stat in front of me, but like Notre Dame versus top five teams since like 99 has two wins and like over 20 losses.
1: How many wins does Penn state have
0: over top five teams?
1: How many, how many games is Penn? State? Why why does this have to be
0: about Penn state? Like,
1: I mean, so you're like, Oh, they're they're, by the way, the record, they're three and 21. I believe it is. Okay. And I look at that record and I go, wow, it's like, you know, they play against the best of the best. I mean, think about those teams that they played, those USC teams. They were incredible. They almost beat them. Push, push. I mean, well, I we guess, we guess we'll throw Cliff. Reggie into in in prison for grabbing a bag and then violating
0: the rule. Cliff got pushed in on Thursday night.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's got to be better. It's got to be cleaner. Some of that, I think, is just is – just, uh, the schedule they play, they're, they're playing Good teams, they, they've obviously had success they made the playoffs they, they played in a BCS national championship game And got absolutely throttled Um, But I think there's things to like I mean, after that game, if we transition Into Ohio State Notre Dame, I mean You got a sophomore quarterback Making his first start on the road He didn't do anything to lose you the game Obviously, not a ton of help around him You have the big tight end Um, But you know, didn't make any dumb decisions, got the ball out of his hand. He can move a little bit. I think he'll grow into the offense. Hopefully they can find some playmakers on the outside. But defensively, dude, I mean, this this Notre Dame defense, man, they lost Hamilton, probably the best safety in the country last year, and, and they just keep trucking. Um, obviously a good D-line, but uh, – I think the biggest head-scratching moment of that game is really Notre Dame's controlling that game. They're, they're playing a field position game. It's 10-7 at the horseshoe. And third to nine, you know, uh, I think they were just outside the red zone. And your boy, a Penn State grad, a guy who once again chokes in big moments in the biggest situations, Al Golden, dials up a double safety blitz. Like it's like Madden 2003 when you're smashing engage
0: eight engage eight yeah you took the in words out of my mouth
1: eight and it was like literally we're to, they're talking about the the game on ABC and uh, and they're saying yeah you know Notre Dame's literally just making uh, making Ohio State like dink and dunk their way down the field and they're just trying to stiffen in the red zone and literally the words come out of Herbie's mouth he makes the comparison to the Chiefs. And the next play, Al Golden's dialing up in gauge eight, and they just dunk it right over the top. For the puck. <laughs> that was the worst call of the night. It was a game-changing, you know, call. I, I, I don't know that Notre Dame wins the game, but I can tell you, if they hold them to a field goal there, crazier things have happened. And they kept it within the number. They kept it respectable. Um, you could tell. I, I know you're anti-Notre Dame, Um, and we go back and forth, you know, Trade them blows, but you could tell that team, even though they had a had a young quarterback at the home, has a little bit of a different swagger under Freeman and Tommy Reese than they did with Brian Kelly. And I mean, it was quite the juxtaposition watching how LSU lost and watching how Notre Dame played this weekend.
0: Now I'll agree. I'll uh, you got to give Notre Dame credit. I mean, all the games you watch in Week One, all the chaos, all the mistakes, all the slop. That you saw across the country. I mean, they, they came in, they played a clean game against a tough team in a really tough environment. A big ask. Obviously, Vegas Vegas thought they were going to get worked and, and get yeah. run out of the building, and they didn't. They stood in there. They were tough. Um, like you said, I mean, I thought Ohio State was going to have a big offense this year. I still think they will, uh, but they, they did a number on that offense. Um, and in terms of Ohio State, Smith and Jigba, think he missed like most of the game he was limping around half the time he was out there and then he was out so that was tough they're breaking in uh i guess some new receivers and obviously they have have plenty of talent there i the kid's name starts with an e i can't think of it but he had okay. yeah he had a big game he looks good but i mean to your point about ryan day you know be, being better than meyer i, I totally disagree in, in the last few years you see ohio state come out in these big games and they they just look soft like they don't—they don't have that killer instinct. They let Penn State hang around last year. They lose the game to Michigan last year. They come out as a 17-point favorite at home, you know, with uh, your Heisman runner-up quarterback coming back and your your offense coming back with Henderson. And uh, I can't think of the the freshman running back's name too. He came in. I think he's number three. He looks nasty too. Like they have—they have all these guys, and, and they're just like pussy-footing around on offense. And that's that's what Ryan Day spent all off season working on. After he lost the game, after he had an under underwhelming year last year, um, like I'd say it's probably like the third or fourth big game in a row where Ohio State's come out and look soft and and look conservative. But on the other I end, mean,
1: did they look conservative against Utah in the Rose Bowl? No. I mean, I just think I think they played. I think Notre Dame had a good game plan that limited possessions and suck the air out of the ball. And I think in that third quarter, I think you saw a different Ryan day. I think you saw a guy that was more, more willing to lean on the running game, which we didn't see a ton of last year. And I actually think there's something going on with Stroud. I don't know that this guy is the Heisman hopeful that everybody makes him out to be. Reminds me a little bit of like the college quarterback version of Bobby Abreu. He's going to put up big numbers, you know, up by ten, down by ten. Um, we'll hit you that three-run jack when you're down seven nothing. You know what I mean? In the eighth inning, uh, more often than not, obviously Ohio State's up. But this guy, I, I just I don't know what it is about him. And there were some issues with Abuka or whatever the guy's name is. You know, he ran through his zone and didn't sit down in his zone. When if he literally just sat down and Strad delivered the ball, probably would have been six. Yes. And they blame it on the receiver, and I get it. Like, the receiver's got to understand the coverage, but, you know, Stroud goes over to him, he's giving him an earful, and you have to wonder, like, so your, your best receiver goes out, and you mean to tell me that you have no rhythm and you, you have no, um, no mojo and, and no relationship with, with the other guys? I mean, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. correct me if I'm wrong, but were they in spring practice? No. So, what the fuck were we doing? Were we just throwing a Smith and Jigba?
0: Yeah, yeah. You got to, like, if Stroud wants to be a Heisman guy or, or you know, be this, this royal elite quarterback, then, you know, you lose one guy. You got to make the throws, pal. Like, you, yeah. you, you got to be the one to step up. You've played the snaps. You're, you're, you're the leader that's buying everybody's suits uh, for, the, yeah. for, for, for game one with uh, your NIL cash. Like, st- step up and deliver the ball. So, I'm with you there, uh, but I wouldn't hit the panic button on Ohio State's offense. They obviously have the tools, the pieces, and and I'm not here to say that Ryan Day isn't a good coach. Um, I think he'll get that get that thing cooking. But I think the thing that that could be kind of scary if you think about Ohio State is with the new de- defensive coordinator Jim Knowles. The defense looked good. They gave yeah. up 72 yards in the second half. Pitched a su- shutout in the second half. So. If that's going to be an element that Ohio State can lean on when the offense isn't putting up 40 points, they're going to be a tough out. But they they definitely look like they have their work to do. And again, a lot of credit to Notre Dame was a good game. They sh- they showed a lot of fight. And uh, I think you and I talked about it kind of offline, but a little bit of a different look than the BK led Irish.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. They show they show a little more resolve and a little, I think, a little more swagger. To your point, though, on Ohio State and their defense, I think, you know, this this new uh this new DC coming in, you could tell Buckner didn't really know what he was looking at. They were mixing up looks, they were mixing up fronts. Um when you watched Ohio State last year and in and in previous years, pretty vanilla defense. A lot of cover two, a lot of cover three. And um it seemed like at least against Notre Dame, they were they were doing some some different things up front with their
0: big guys and I will give a shout out too cuz I I didn't when we were talking Penn state but I I thought Manny Diaz was pretty solid in the debut.
1: Whoa.
0: Yeah. I thought I I thought for what what they've got. I mean, secondary's good. Front seven is questionable. I, I thought they did a nice job against a, a pretty pretty lethal passing attack. Um so here's what I need from Manny Diaz to to um
1: you know For for me to support Manny Diaz as defensive coordinator of Penn State here's what I need Number one We need the Penn State turnover chain Alright okay. At the end of that chain I don't need a Penn State logo I need a miniature replica version Of the Joe Paz statue <laughs> On the turnover chain If Manny Diaz pulls that off I'm all in
0: on Manny You're all in yeah, I mean, 31 points, but 24, 24 given up by the defense, seven gifted from from our boy Cliff, so I thought it was uh, an impressive debut from Diaz, talk, talking about mix and looks and everything like that. Um, I guess a couple of things just to wrap on college for me. I talked about the Fox broadcast and the pregame, and I was watching the pregame before West Virginia Pitt, and obviously college game day, but... Do you notice that, like, coming into these – these, maybe it's just a week one thing, but, like, is everybody high on everybody co- coming into week one of college? Like, I don't think I heard one, you know, criticism. Like, everybody in the country could have been a flyer or a dark horse in their conference, and this guy's a difference maker. And Sean Clifford, he's an outstanding leader uh and and this and that like everybody's just so high on everyone i understand it's college and it's it's kids we're talking about but i i just think it's interesting to, to turn that stuff on and, and you don't hear a bad thing about about anybody did, did you notice that at all
1: oh i noticed it and you heard it a lot with utah um and they're really, you know, the Pac-12's best chance to make it to the playoff. Um, at least coming into the season, Oregon gets, we don't even need to talk about that game. No. We t- we gave you the that pick. If you bet on Oregon, you know, uh, I, I don't know what to do. Check yourself into a hospital and get a fucking lobotomy because your brain is fucked up.
0: Don't ever bet another game in your life if you were on Oregon.
1: Yeah. Go reach out to the sports book and say, cancel my account, get rid of me, ban me, do anything you need to do, but you don't lose another dollar gambling. Um, so Utah, obviously Utah was the sexy pick in the Pac-12. They lose the game. Oregon gets fucking throttled. SC looks good. I think who'd they play Rice. Rice, yeah. And all of a sudden, G, you're starting to hear it. UCLA, pay <laughs> the team that represents. Come on, Bears. Bob. Wow. Come on, Yo, Bob. Let's go, baby.
0: Go Bruins. Yeah. No, I just I thought it was so funny. Like these these guys were giving Sean Clifford like a twenty minute double wrist or like le- leading up to kick in uh, in West Lafayette. But yeah, Utah took the loss. That that was a tough spot for them. I think the line told you that. Bob told you that last week. Um, I don't know how they'll respond, but. You know they're a well-coached team, veteran quarterback. Like, had a chance to win the game. He just stared that kid down in the end zone to try to jam it in there, which was kind of pathetic. But I don't think you can count them out. It's it's better as a a team looking to to make the playoff to lose early in the year versus late. So if if they can run the table and see how the rest of the country shakes out, they're 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 not uh exactly out of it uh, if if they can run the table. Um, But yeah to your point about Oregon and the Georgia game. How about the disrespect of the defending national champs preseason number three? Uh, I don't think this is like an overreaction, but this might be my biggest takeaway week one. I think the Georgia Bulldogs are still the best team in the country.
1: Yeah. And Bennett, you know, looks like he's ready to light the world on fire. He's pissed off at the world. Um, but we we just we knew that that team is just deep. They had how many guys drafted? Um the defense, how many first rounders. So, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people were sleeping on Georgia. I I can't imagine putting Ohio State ahead of Georgia after watching what they just you know, whooped up on uh on uh on Oregon. I mean, it was unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think Oregon is is uh a big time contender by any means, but they're they're no slouch and Georgia lost all those guys, and they look like the same exact team on Saturday. So, pretty insane for them to just turn it over and come right back out of the gate like that. But yeah, they they still got it. Um, look out for the dogs. they they're they they won the natty, and they're still on the warpath. So, anything else? Uh, anything else on college for week one, Bob?
1: No, I think uh, maybe just to close out because uh, there's another top five, top top four team that played Clemson versus Georgia Tech. Man, that, that DJ whatever his last name is, I gotta tell you, G, they, gotta pull, the it, yeah, they, gotta, they pull gotta pull the plug. Yeah, they gotta pull the plug. They gotta pull the plug and put and, and put Klubnik in, and uh, that kid looked good.
0: Yeah, they, I mean you. They, they put them in when it's 3410 and I got I got the jackets plus 24 and a half with uh five minutes left, and they they have club Nick ch- chucking it down the field and reaming me right through the back door on uh Monday night
1: yeah that was a tough one
0: uh well I guess with that we'll we'll turn it over to the Eagles and NFL week one we got game one tomorrow night the Rams raising the banner, hosting the Buffalo Bills. Um, we'll get to some maybe some predictions, some picks, some futures. But first, we got to talk about our expectations, maybe a little record prediction for the Philadelphia Eagles as they go to Detroit on Sunday. But first, let's hear what Jason Kelsey had to say today regarding expectations.
1: Expectations are just that, they're fucking nothing. And uh, we got to go out there and play, and we got to go out there, and uh, you know, the moment you're comfortable in this league, uh, somebody's coming for you. You know, we got a, you know, Mister T and Rocky Three. You know, he's going to be hunting us every single week, uh, and we haven't won fucking nothing yet. So we're not even the champion. So we better work our asses off. Outside.
0: Jason Kelsey is all business, man. Bob, I played that for you before the show, but. What's what's your takeaway there?
1: So sick and tired of this guy and his quotes and his you know, little stories and his mummers bullshit. Um listen, here's what I need you to do. Get 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 the get the center they just drafted from Nebraska up to speed. Okay. Enough <laughs> of the Rocky talk. <laughs> you know, get get that guy up to speed and let's make sure we got a guy moving forward here for the next ten
0: years. You ready to take Kelsey out back?
1: I mean, I was ready to take Fletcher Cox out back last year to, to, you know, get this kid Davis. You know, they they ended up keeping him another year. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Kelsey's got, what, 125, 126 straight straight starts. You know, I I think there was talk about him retiring at the end of uh, last year. Of course, he's got to come down to Sea Isle and do the whole bartending thing and play flip cup with Travis for 10 bucks that they're going to give the Jeff Lurie to give to the Autism Challenge. All good stuff, all great stuff, all for a good cause. But come on, man.
0: I mean, I don't need to hear that. You've had enough of the shtick. I, I, I get that. But if you actually think about this team – the amount of like young talent they've acquired and that's kind of why I think expectations are kind of high is because they have a good mix of veterans and young talent. But regardless of like the speech and how he says it, like at least, you know, there's a guy or guys in that room, you know, that do, do kind of believe that shit and know that it isn't handed to you. Like the way they won the Super Bowl, like they, they weren't, the preseason favorite or anything like you just got to, you got to put in the work and, and see what happens. So
1: who's believing it though? I mean, is Jordan Davis, the guy who, um, you know, who took on two blockers at the betterment of his team, you know, to better his defense and his teammates to win a national championship. Is he believing it is Devonte Smith, the guy who wins a Heisman and national championship in the highest scoring offense of all time in college. Is he believing it? Jalen hurts a guy who got benched for another quarterback and has to go to another college, while winning everywhere he goes, does he believe it? I mean, I just don't think the speech needs to be made.
0: All right, that's fair. That's fair. But I, I still think, like, it. it is, you can tell, maybe it's a little bit of a shtick, but at the same time, like, it does play right into to the city and, and the fans and everything. And it's not like it's a bad message. So so I, I'm good with it. Like, let's just buckle the chin straps and go to work, man. And, and to your point, that's good talent acquisition out of Howie to, to get guys that maybe don't need to hear that but just to reinforce it I don't think hurts um, you want to do you want to pick pick week one or what do you expect for week one or you want to give your, your your record for the season
1: I'll give you my week one pick
0: All right, give me the week one pick
1: and uh, you're not going to be able to see it on my phone but the pick is already in so you can you can Hit me with the ESPN music. Doo, 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 the pick is in. Um, Eagles at Detroit. I'm on the Lions plus 165 money line. Oh my god!
0: And you're just gonna drop the mic like that?
1: I I I. I don't know. I mean that 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 team let the Eagles last year they relied heavily on the run. I think Sirianni's gonna try to show something different in week one because he wants to prove that he's got he's got his own offense, he's got his own fingerprints on an offense. Last year it was really just running because that's the only thing they could do. They have the the big receiver, they got rid of Rager, they got Smith in his second year, they got Goddard on you know, Ertz is out of here, Goddard's got the big cash, the deal, the whole thing. And there's just something about this game that stinks. I've watched the you know, the, the hard knocks, so maybe there's some of that that's, that's leaking into my brain and my heart and my gut. But I watched a Lions team that hit in camp, that played hard in camp, that uh, prioritized winning in the preseason. Dan Campbell talked a lot about that, getting a win in the preseason that came down to like A two point conversion against the Colts And you could say that shit means nothing But I think it does mean something In weeks one, one through four Where guys are getting up to speed You're going to have some injuries You're going to have some guys that are gassed Which team has been through the grinder In camp I'm going with the Lions Plus 165 on the money line You also got to remember that the Eagles
0: Blew the doors off the Lions last year
1: Thank you for bringing that up They embarrassed them
0: Yep. So you you got to think for a Lions team that was embarrassed on the whole last year, and then you probably look at their schedule. And I haven't, but you you got to imagine the the Eagles' loss is the biggest blowout. Like for a team that's looking to to get back on track, right the ship, maybe make a little bit of a statement. And with the hard nosed you know leadership of, of Dan Campbell, like this team's gonna come out fired up. They're at home. The line is four, like, and people are picking the Eagles to win the division, dark horse for Super Bowl. Yep, and they're only In a four.
1: The, the whole thing they're
0: only a four point favorite against the Lions. I'm I'm not betting Lions money line. Uh, I'm not betting the Eagles spread. I might take the Lions plus four and expect the Eagles to win a close game. Um, but I I, I haven't decided. I I might not even play the game and and just. See how week one goes. Um but yeah. the, other,
1: the, other, the other thing you didn't mention, the quarterback. I'm pretty sure Goff's on three. And 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 they've lost. When he was with LA, they lost in horrific fashion, I believe twice. Uh the the one that stands out was that Nick Foles Sunday night game. The Eagles are five and six. Wentz goes down with the vertebrae. They go on the road, double digit dog in LA, win the game outright. The guy was embarrassed. He f- threw a ball up, got strip-sacked, the whole thing. Looked like a total asshole the entire night. Didn't really look like he knew what he was looking at. I think there's some scar tissue there. He left L.A. He hasn't beaten the Eagles. He probably hates this team. And I think there's something there. I mean, I I, li- I like the lines to get this done.
0: Yeah, I, I got no play at the moment. You know, we'll, we'll post the plays over the weekend. If, if something comes to me for this game, I'll... I'll share it, but I I don't have a play. The line stinks. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head a little bit. I mean, obviously, I still expect the Eagles to be good this year. Uh, they're pretty strong at every position. You look for Hurts to take a step forward. Um, you look for the safety position to not get completely roasted with the shuffle back there. Um, but yeah, I mean, the I think the Eagles are built well. Now they just got to go out and do it and, and execute. But Sunday is just a stinky, stinky game, and I'm not gonna bet it. So we'll just we'll just cheer them on and uh, get our feet wet viewing these these 2022 Eagles. Now I don't know if you have anything else on the game bomb.
1: Want me to go game by game for you with the schedule?
0: I I was gonna just give my record, but you can go you go game by game. I'll tally it up. We'll get your record and then I'll give mine.
1: All right. Week one at Detroit. We talked about that. That's a loss. Vikings at home, season opener, Monday night, Monday night football. That's a win. Week three, at Washington, now the Commanders. That's a win. Week four, Jacksonville Jaguars. A team where I gave you an over, over six and a half. You're going to future bet on Trevor Lawrence winning an MVP. I ordered the Doug Peterson number 14 Jags jersey. That's a loss, folks. Wow. That's an AFC bottom feeder from last year coming in. All these idiots that talk about the Eagles. Look at the schedule. Look at who they're playing. Every year there's teams that come out of nowhere and, and improve. Two and two
0: start. World. Two and two starts going to be panic mode in Philly.
1: Two and two start. They go to the desert where they never win. But I think that Midget Mary and Kingsbury are total frauds. The Eagles get the job done. Three and two coming in to the game Sunday night at the link. Cowboys ahead of the bye week. They win that game.
0: That would leave people feeling good. Four and two going into the bye. At least I would feel good about that.
1: Four and two going into the bye They got the Steelers at home coming out of the bye Sunday at one o'clock that's a win Five and two At Houston That's a win Six and two Uh, Commanders are coming into Philly on Monday night That's a win Seven and two They go to Indy Sunday at one o'clock I mean I'm sure you've seen the reports about these receivers The running backs The O-line saying This guy Matt Ryan's a professional QB they know what they have to do now. That's a loss, 7-3. Packers come into town. That's at home. That's Sunday night, 8-20. That's a loss. What are we up to,
0: 7-4?
1: 7-4. Tennessee Titans come into town. I think they take a step back this year in a stronger division. Jaguars will will, will be better. Colts will be better. They win, The Eagles win that game at home, 8-4. They go to New York. I got them losing the game in the lanes. What are we at now, 8-5? 8-5. Uh, the following Sunday, 12-18, 1 o'clock at Chicago. That's a win, 9-5. Week 16 at the Cowboys, 4-25, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. I think it's a big game. I think it's a game that determines the division winner. The Eagles go on the road and rip the hearts out of those bum Grinches down there in Dallas. Jerry Merry, Jones. Merry Christmas, Philadelphia. Merry fucking Christmas. They win that game. What are they now? 10 and 5? 10 and 5. Saints stink week 17, but a little bit of a letdown. 10 and 6. Giants come into town week 18. They win that game 11 and 6.
0: That's exactly what I have penciled down for my record. I didn't do the game wow. by game. I didn't I, I I don't agree on all the games, Bomb, but I think we got to the same place. I looked at the schedule earlier today. I went through it twice. And both times I got to twelve and five. Um, but I will say I took one off for all the optimism around the team this year. Yeah. So yeah. my my game by games led me to twelve and five. Minus one for optimism, uh, you know, for all the positive press around this team. But I still think they're good enough to go 11-6. and six. And you you talked about a couple teams there, uh, the Titans and the AFC South. Obviously, I think the Colts win that division. Um, you said the Jags be better. I think the Texans are going to be a little bit better. You think? I, I th- a quarterback, Davis Mills? Davis Mills in his second year. He was not terrible last year. Like, I don't think he's a complete bum. And then uh you talked about the Saints not being good. I like the Saints this year. With J-Boo? Yeah, man.
1: Wow. He's got weapons. He's going to And ch- Allen's going to chuck it around. Dennis? They're going to have a great Dennis defense too. Allen?
0: Oh yeah. All right, so we both have the Eagles at 11 and 6. Bomb has Detroit outright on Sunday. I got no play at the moment. Um I mean, anything else on the Eagles before before game 1?
1: No, nothing on the birds. Yeah, we'll talk
0: rest of the league. Yeah, not nothing else on the birds. I mean, re- rest of the league. Where do you want to go? I mean, I put in a bunch of futures. I put the last of my futures in today. Um, I mean, just going by our predictions, you could say Eagles over nine and a half. I didn't bet it, um, but that looks like a play from from thoughts from the shade here. Uh, I mean, I didn't. Bet it. What, what do you want? You you didn't bet it. What do you want to get into on the rest of the league?
1: Well, we talked about the Jags. We talked about Trevor Lawrence. Take the Jags over six and a half. Take Trevor Lawrence to win an MVP. You might be able to cash that out if he has a good good hot start or gets into the you know, last third of the season. He's in the in the in the conversation. I like the Patriots at plus twenty five hundred uh, to win to win the Super Bowl. Um, another situation where you have a guy who's a proven winner in Mac Jones, he played last year as a rookie. He took them to the playoffs. They, you know, obviously are in the division with Buffalo. Everyone's high on Buffalo. I think uh, McDermott's a stiff and a bum. Um, and at the end of the day, you still have Bill Belichick as head coach. Look for Mac Jones to take a leap forward here in week in, uh, year two.
0: Even and, though he uh, threw it into, like, six guys of coverage in preseason?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe half that stuff in preseason. I think it's guys
0: just trying to – I mean it's like it was just it's one clip man it's one clip it's like a regular one-handed catch just one clip
1: yeah but it's also like you're round like let's say you're 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 playing like seven holes because you can't get nine in or something and you're not putting a score in and you're just hitting like you know big high cuts or big draws just trying to work on shot shapes like that's what these quarterbacks are doing in the preseason they're just fucking chucking it seeing if they could fit it into a window wow um yeah, that's what I like there. And then do we want I don't know, do you want to get into it or do you want to talk about week one or who else we like that you know, next week? I don't coming in, I should say.
0: I don't have anything for week one. I have a couple games I'm looking at. Um do you have any other futures? You got the Jags over, you got the Pat Super Bowl.
1: Jags over, Pat Super Bowl, Trevor Lawrence, MVP. All
0: right. Let me get this marked down so we can post and uh, I'll give out my futures, and then we we can look at week one. I don't want to call it an official fade in the shade because I haven't locked anything in. And oh man, hey hey man, I mean, still got a couple of days. We're busy here. We're busy holidays, fantasy drafts. You know, we're we're living life out here. Uh, my futures. So I picked I picked a bunch of division winners. Um, the first one is a parlay four pick division winner parlay I the Buffalo Bills -240 to win the AFC East parlayed with the Colts to win the AFC South parlayed with the Baltimore Ravens chalky J to win the AFC North and the Eagles to win the NFC East cuz I figure I figure the Bills are chalk the rest are like slight favorites or, you know, a little bit of juice. But I, I think those four were my most confident, so I put them all together. So Colts, Bills, Ravens, Eagles, division winners, those are all parlayed. Division winner singles, the New Orleans Saints to win the NFC South. I think this is the year the Bucks take a step back. They're nicked up on the offensive line. You got Godwin coming off the ACL. And Father Time's going to get Brady eventually. I hate I hate to say it. Um, he'll probably prove me wrong, but I think the Saints have a great defense. They got James back to chuck it around, and they got they got a plethora of weapons. I mean, they, they got Olave. They got Michael Thomas. I mean, I don't know if he's fully healthy yet. Um, picked up Jarvis Landry. They still have Camara, So I like the Saints to win the South, plus 310. Uh, my last division winner will go to the AFC West, probably the most – talked about division coming into this season i'm going with the la chargers at plus oh, 220
1: you were so chalky it's unbelievable that's like the sexy
0: pick it's not fact. chalky though do, do you know do you know what chalk means chalk means favorite dog
1: so you're saying oh i'm not gonna pay, i'm not gonna take the chiefs so i'm gonna take the chargers yeah i mean yeah the chiefs are eventually gonna take a step back it's the same thing that you just did with the saints
0: all right well i got the chargers I'm just uh, I'm just telling you,
1: I, I, dude, I'm telling you right now. I, You know who I got week one? I, I think you got the
0: I I you got the Raiders week one.
1: I got the fucking Raiders week one because I think everybody and their mother is expecting the Chargers to win the Super Bowl.
0: Brandon Staley going on fourth down. It's got to pay off eventually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It didn't pay off in that in that game. They had to win to get in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chargers to win the West Saints to win the uh, NFC South. Uh, I put a number of Super Bowl futures in. I picked two last year that were both horrible. I don't even know if I shared them on this podcast. I hope I didn't because neither of them even made the playoffs. Uh, I picked two last week: Baltimore Ravens plus two thousand, and I I did bet the Eagles to win the Super Bowl plus twenty two hundred. Wow. Uh, I don't I I don't really like to bet like the favorites. Like I'm not gonna bet the Bills at plus five fifty. I'm not waiting six months to to. Cash of plus five fifty ticket. Like I, I need a yeah. little, I need a little juice. Uh, so my first two Super Bowl picks were Eagles and Ravens. Today I played a few longer shots that I like uh, for a little bit less cash, a little longer odds. I played the Saints at plus four thousand. I played the Minnesota Vikings at plus thirty five hundred. And
1: must be on crack cocaine if you think Kirk Cousins is going to win you a Super
0: Bowl. I don't know the, the talks with, with the new coach. There's come on, Good, man. good vibes in Minnesota. Um, and my my last Super Bowl pick. This is my my biggest favorite bet. Um, not my favorite bet, but you know the shortest odds. I I bet the Chargers as well, plus fourteen hundred. So hopefully, hopefully I just get a couple of teams in the race, and then you you look to hedge come January or m- make a little cash. Uh, I didn't go crazy on these or unload, but they're they're a little bit juicy, so we'll see how it goes. Um, before we get to week one, Bob, how about a Super Bowl matchup and winner? I'll give you mine while while you look. Uh, I, go on. I just gave you five Super Bowl futures. My Super Bowl winner is not one of those because uh, I'm trying to – be realistic here and I, I i don't hit bets i don't hit futures uh we're going to change that this year but now my super bowl pick this year i think the afc is wide open uh outside of the bills and for some reason i don't think they get over the hump i got the chargers coming out of the afc uh going to the super bowl the nfc wide open as well um and you know who nobody's talking about this year aaron rodgers and the green bay packers Nobody's talking about them coming to this year. They lose Adams. He's got no receivers. Well, they have a great defense. Might have one of the best defenses in the league this year. They still have Aaron Jones. They have AJ Dillon. Rodgers will get the receivers up to speed and do what he does. He's feeling good. He's going on part of my take. He's on Joe Rogan. He's on Bustle with the boys. He's all over the place. He's feeling good. He's, you know, doing mushrooms and acid and all that shit. He's feeling good. He's feeling loose coming to this season. The Packers come out of the NFC. And the Packers win the Super Bowl this year. That's my pick.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah, I feel like you, you kind of stole my thunder there. I don't, I don't like the, the Packers to win it, but I think it's going to be, roll, you know, roll it back to what was it, 1997? Drew Bledsoe with the Pats versus Brett Favre with the Packers. I think you're going to see uh, Patriots, Packers in the Super Bowl with the Patriots winning it.
0: Wow, you're sticking to your future. I like that, man. Nobody, from what I've heard, I don't hear anybody talking about the Patriots. So, I know some. I know some people had them last year to win the Super Bowl. A little bit of a long shot. Haven't heard the same rumblings this year. So, good on you, going out on an island. Um, I thought about betting the. I mean, it's
1: like the best coach of all time. Yeah,
0: yeah, but roster. uh, I I don't know, Uh, Mac Jones. I don't know, but. Uh, I thought about San Francisco a little bit. I like that team, but they have questions on the O-line. Got plenty of playmakers, but I can't trust a dude from North Dakota, and, and neither can the Niners. They had to re-sign Jimmy the G. Step. They had, they had yeah. to bring Jimmy G back and hedge with him. I think we'll see him at some point, point. Uh, and I, I don't know if he, he can get them over the hump. I like the Niners, but I just don't think with the uh, the turbulence in the quarterback room that that they'll get over the hump, so. We'll see what happens. Uh, Week one, Bob, I mean, do you have any plays? What what do you want to get into here to to wrap up the show tonight?
1: I got a ton of plays. Some of them will shock you. Uh, First, we'll get into Thursday night.
0: Uh, I'll give a pick on that just because it's the first game.
1: Buffalo at L.A. I'm on the Bills, minus two and a half.
0: Me too. I'm also on the Bills minus two and a half.
1: I don't know. I just I just don't think LA wins that game. I mean Stafford has has had some arm problems. He hasn't thrown a bunch in camp. I think those guys are going to be fat and happy. Um, I don't know. I just I just like Buffalo in that spot. Uh, the next game that I'll, I'll give you a bunch of games that I like.
0: Should I should I mark these down? Should I document them to post this weekend or what?
1: Oh yeah, these are all going in. All right, all, um, they're all already live. This is lot. This is these are live bullets that have already been shot. Beautiful. Um, everyone loves Baltimore. Everyone loves Lamar Jackson in a contract year. Um, they're going on the road to New York. I don't know what the story is with Zach Wilson. I don't know who's playing.
0: Flacco's playing.
1: As of right now, the Jets are getting seven at home with the defensive-minded head coach in year two against Action Jackson. Give me the Jets plus seven.
0: He's back in Joe Flacco, week one.
1: Jersey Joe, man. Revenge game for Jersey Joe. Baltimore, baby.
0: I saw a clip of Donald Trump today saying that Joe Flacco is indeed an elite quarterback. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, we're we I'm basically what you're gonna what you're gonna sense here is I'm fading the public. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't give a shit what the spread is. Give me the Raiders plus one fifty money line in that spot. Going into L. A., they got the new the new weapon out on the outside for uh, for Derek Carr. Give me the Raiders there money line. I uh, gave you Detroit, plus 165. Uh, here's another game. Patriots at Dolphins. Everyone's talking about Tyreek Hill. Everyone's talking about the new nerdy head coach in Miami. The Patriots always seem to go to Miami and lose in heartbreaking fashion. I like the Pats here. I, I just, I don't trust that new head coach in Miami, the the nerdy dude with the glasses. Um, eventually one of these Boy wonders is going to flop I think that's the guy that flops I think that guy And the guy in Minnesota are going to be abject Failures, the LaFleur The McVeigh, the Shanahan Type of uh, Coaches, I think they're going to go out of style Because those two guys are going to blow up uh, Give me the Patriots Plus three and a half in Miami Against Tua week, week one If you don't think Bill Belichick and the boys Are going to be scheming up to just shove it right up to his ass and shove Tyreek Hill into a locker. You're crazy. Uh, I got two more games for you.
0: Wow. You're betting a huge board week one. It's week one, man. We're back.
1: Our college is back. Bro is back.
0: Did I get a text from you this weekend that you had 23 bets in on Saturday?
1: Yeah. At one point on Saturday, I was walking into Top Gun, uh, you know, $3 tickets went there with the significant other. I wanted to see the movie, had to see the movie, hadn't seen the movie. And Chip Kelly was was down They were losing I had 23 bets live at the moment The Maniac was texting me saying There's trouble with the Rose Bowl I said, Maniac, it's early It's early uh, We ended up coming out ahead So yeah, 23 bets This is the time to fire them off Because nobody knows what's going on It's true you get, a feel for it. you get a feel for it Fire them all off New head coach in New York Brian Dable uh, uh, Daniel Jones, obviously You know, he can move a little bit in the pocket Um Give me the G-men at Tennessee. I think Tennessee takes a step back this year. Giants are getting five and a half on the road. Look for Dayball and Jones. Quick start. I I don't know if they win it, but they cover the spread. Last game. This should surprise nobody. This line stinks to the high heavens. Washington Commanders at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: It's a shame the Eagles are playing at the same time because that's like must-see TV for us. (laughs) How are the commanders favored? Minus two and a
1: half? I mean, Jacksonville stunk last year, and I still think they should be favored. Um, You heard Doug Peterson come out. uh, He was talking to Brett Favre, and he said, Trevor, hey, Brett. I feel like this is Doug Peterson's thing, though. Whatever quarterback he has at the moment, you know who they remind me of? Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> but look for Doug to show off the new, young, sexy quarterback and glance across the field to the other sideline and look at the guy who stabbed him in the back, 11. Formerly known as Deuce. It's
0: back to 11.
1: That, 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 that ginger fuck. You know, he's got facial hair that, that matches the, 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 the burgundy jersey. It doesn't matter. They lose. They lose outright. But take the Jags and the points.
0: Jags and the points. I like some of those picks. Um I got my eye on some other games. We'll share it on the Instagram this weekend, on the Twitter, at Thoughts in the Shade on Instagram, at TFTS pod on Twitter. The picks will be out. But we'll start with Thursday night. Bill's minus two and a half for for the both of us. I'm I'm looking right now, it's at minus two, so and
1: uh, hey, I got to tell you, I, I, I reviewed this board. This was a, a, you know, you could say I fired off a bunch of bets. There's not one bet that I don't love. Love them all.
0: You got to love them, man. We loved the board last week, and, and we both went over 500. Let's do it again, man. Let's fucking do it again. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to get to. Like I said, we'll we'll share uh we'll share the official selections, bombs and, and also mine when I figure them the hell out over the weekend. Uh appreciate everybody following along last week. Hopefully you made some cash yourself. Hopefully you had a successful fantasy draft and are ready for that, even though Bomb's not. Bomb, anything else for you tonight?
1: Are we gonna talk about your your fantasy draft and you know all these guys that you got and PPR and 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 this guy you know losing two points on a fumble and you know what kicker you got this year and what defense you got are we gonna uh,
0: we break I, it down? I'm gonna save you the trouble. I'll, I'll save you the trouble. Um, I will say though that I thought of this when you were giving your picks. Patriots at Miami. So I, I'm I just re-entered the survivor pool. This year, and remember Week One last year, I had New England over Miami. Damian Harris fumbles late in the fourth quarter as they're going in to take the lead. So I'm look I'm looking to make it out of Week One and Survivor this year. Uh, I'm wow. splitting the buy in and going after it with uh, our buddy Juice, former guest of the show. Uh, we're looking at Baltimore, but Bombs has got the Jets, so that maybe I'm a little scared now.
1: Well, I like the Jets to cover.
0: Yeah, looking at Baltimore, know. looking at San Francisco, maybe Denver. Uh, th- those would probably be my top three survivor picks for week one. Um, not going to try to get too too crazy or too off the board. Got to make it to week two. Just got to survive in advance. That's why I think it's called Survivor. But now, I'll save the fantasy talk. Um, we'll wish everybody luck. It, Jacksonville. Take Jacksonville.
1: If there was ever a moment, they're going to go on the road and stun everybody. I mean, and then everyone, you know, people will be high on Jacksonville later in the year.
0: Wow. Bombs off the board survivor pick week one, Jacksonville. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, We appreciate it. Good luck with your wagers. Good luck in fantasy. Go Birds. And we will be back to talk about game one against Detroit next week.